Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is January 29th, 2018, and this is The Ride. Hello my friends, it is a brand new day. I can't wait to talk to you today. I trust that you've been applying some of the principles we've been talking about as far as the light of God entering your life and how we can do that and have a new life emerge in your day-to-day. I mean, that's where it's happening, at the where the rubber meets the road. That's where the Lord is. I'm pretty encouraged right now because, believe it or not, I just listened to The Ride podcast. I forget which one it was. I think it was 217. And I was deeply encouraged. It amazes me sometimes, uh, you know, how the Lord can speak through someone like you, like me. Profound things. Anyway, that's not to pump myself up necessarily, but just to know that I, I know the Lord is doing a thing with the Ride podcast when he can use it to encourage me days down the road. In fact, it pumped me up so much. I wasn't planning on doing a podcast today, but I think I'm going to do one because I've got something that's rather deep in my mind that the Lord has been dealing with me. And uh, we're just about to see how much he's going to speak into this time with you and me. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm also a little bit on edge but I'm going to trust God knows what he's doing. Over the weekend, I had a kind of cool chance to work with my daughter a little bit. She's in a college course where they're learning techniques in graphic design and in animation. And one of the projects she had to do over the weekend was do a podcast imagine that so she had everything set up and she had everything scripted of course she went off script like her dad a little bit which was excellent took care of business and then I showed her a thing or two about editing and before long she had a pretty sweet little podcast I love that I love putting information out there to share with other people. I just love that. I love the fact that it was a really, for her, it was a really easy thing to do, it seems like. And, uh, and I, love, I love being a part of it. Well, like I said earlier, I was really encouraged uh, listening to this podcast. And yes, uh, I'm pretty sure it was 217. You'll want to check it out when you get a chance. Um, had to do with the light of God and, and how we can have the light of God into our life to give us life, really. And it's, it's something that involves an action on our part. It's not just us sitting there receiving something. It's us actually doing and being obedient, being active, being in the moment. And that encouraged me enough right now to do this podcast. So I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm in the moment. I'm doing what you've asked me to do. 
So recently I've had a, I don't know, maybe three or four nights where I had this disturbing dream. So I want to explain it to you. And then I want to explain to you what I believe the Lord was telling me. I've spoken to you a lot about my son and and all of the things he's doing with his school and some of the challenges I face as a father. I love my son. And I, I love watching him mature into a fine young man. And I realize that a lot of what I do and don't do are being witnessed by my kids. And when I think about that in a sober moment, that really, (laughs) it sobers me up. I need to be a good example to my kids. I need to be a good example to my wife. I need to be living a life like Christ. I listened to a message over the weekend And I was reminded that we're to be molded into the image of Christ, not into the image of this world. And it's really easy to fall into the image of the world. It's the the default mode. You don't even have to work hard and you fall into the image of the world. But it takes self-control and diligent trusting in God Almighty to live a life molded in the image of Christ It takes effort. We have that power in our life if we choose to activate it. We have the ability to live as Christ. And because of that, I want to be straightforward and upfront with you. This dream I had, I see a young boy. It's my son. But this young boy could be, for the sake of this audience, this boy could be anything that you hold dear. It could be your daughter, it could be your spouse, whatever it is, it is a thing of deep, deep love, a protective, jealous, in a good way, a protective and fierce love. It's the kind of thing that every parent has for their child. It's a deep, deep, deep love. It's one that maybe is even unexplainable the depth of it and in this dream I see this object of my deep deep love and there in in my dream it's a child who is old enough to make certain decisions I want to say let's say 13 12 or 13 and actually uh, somewhere between 8 and 12 okay and it's disturbing they're sitting there, and I'm, I'm, I'm before them watching, watching them sit there. And I see that they have some kind of a packet, maybe a medical packet or something. Some of this doesn't really make a lot of sense in the natural, but the idea will in a minute. I see them sitting there. They're not under stress or strain. They're simply sitting there in a comfortable chair, almost like a kind of chair that you'd find in a old-fashioned library with all the mahogany walls and maybe a fire going. Very comfortable place, a very safe place. And they're sitting in this chair. It seems oversized for, for their small body. And I'm sitting before them, right in front of them, And this child has a packet in his hand. There's some liquid in it. 
and he's playing with it kind of nonchalant almost in a way that makes me not even focus on it it's 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 just a thing in their hands and then I take a look a better look and I see that it's poison and I had this dream for about four days this is a love of your life and they have this poison in this packet in their hand and in the course of these three or four days I kind of I didn't really think much about it you know I'd go to work and no big thing and then I'd have this recurring dream again and and over the weekend I didn't even ask God hey tell me what this is all about he, I didn't have to S- somehow my spirit needed to know and God showed me and maybe the second night this thing played out uh, a little further every night and the second night I realized that that deep object of my love tore open that packet and let this poison it was almost like an oil pour onto his skin and everything within me was crying out why would you do that it doesn't make sense to do that and maybe the third night of this I could hear my son because my son was the one in the dream I could hear him say it's okay I know what I'm doing and everything within me couldn't convince him to stop messing with that poison it's okay it's okay dad I know what I'm doing and I'm I'm thinking but you don't know what you're doing He said, yes, I do. I know this is going to cause me to die. It's okay. I know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. And yet he sat there in his comfort, in his fireplace room, free from trouble, And he's dabbling in this poison. It's okay, I know what I'm doing, he says. He keeps saying that. And he doesn't know how much I love him. Somehow he's forgotten that I love him. He he seems to have forgotten that. And I reach out and I put my hand on his head as though that would somehow remind him that I love him because he couldn't possibly want to be doing this if he knew that it was hurting me so much I mean you couldn't possibly want to do that and then the fourth night the same thing plays 
through my mind. And it's it's kind of interesting because I don't feel panicked as the one dreaming this dream. I don't feel that panicked. I just have a deep sense of sadness. It's it, it it's what what a waste. I'm thinking. And what a tragedy this is. And then the Lord dropped the bomb on me. And he said, well, that's you and I'm the dad. Then it was clear. Now, I don't tell you this story to put you... You know, to guilt you into anything. I told you the story because this is a true story and it's worth telling. I don't even need to add to it because it's clear to me God had something to say to me and He had something to say to you. Whatever fierce love that you could possibly ever have for anything, know that the love of God is stronger and is directed squarely at you. What packet of poison are you playing with today? What decisions are you making that you feel are in your best interest, but you've simply forgotten the fact that there is a father out there who loves you more than you could ever understand. And he knows the ways that he set for you and me. And yet we will say, it's okay. I know what I'm doing. Like the child in this dream, even the child knew that what they were doing was going to bring them to an early end. It doesn't make sense. Why would we do that? You know, the more and more I thought about this situation, it was clear to me God was showing me this about me. And I know that he wanted me to share this with you. There is so much in life that we can devote ourselves to that simply acts as a slow poison. This dream... This object of love was sitting in that chair without a care in the world. It was clear that there was no care. Even to the point of losing their life just so they could maintain the comfort of that warm room. I think that part of the story was meaningful. It was easy to just stay in the room of comfort and hasten your end it was sad and tragic and is not the way it should be you need to know that God who created heavens and earth knows who you are knows what you've been through and is here for you right now you need to know this you know it wasn't an easy thing to tell you this dream I don't find it that easy to get emotional about something like that. But for the sake of bringing the truth out, I'm willing to do it. God knows that. 
I don't have a reputation to uphold. I simply am the bearer of good news. And here's the good news. And even though that's a sad story, the end of that story is yet to be determined. There's an antidote to that poison that you're holding. It's the person of Jesus Christ. He's the antidote. That poison is sin unchecked in your life, in my life. But Jesus came. And he conquered sin. And he conquered death in the grave. You don't have to feel like you need to just soothe and numb your hurt in the best way you know how. Far from the dangers of the world and and, in your little safe tomb, really. Jesus has a lot more to offer you than just escapism. I know you heard this today. I know you heard this. I know you heard this in the core of your being. How do I know? Because the Lord spoke it. I just told you a story, but the power and the weight of that story was spoken by God Almighty. What are you going to do with that? I know what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to do some serious, serious spring cleaning in my spiritual house. Some of you hearing this don't have a relationship to Jesus Christ. I want to make sure that you have met Jesus Christ today. If you've heard people talk about him and you don't really know what the deal is, let me just boil it down for you. God loves you like the father in this story. You understand that because you put yourself in that position listening to that story. Maybe have a little bit more glimpse of how God sees you. I can't even convey it very well. But he sees you and he loves you. It doesn't matter the disasters that have happened in your life. That doesn't determine how he loves you. You might think it defines who you are, these disasters. It doesn't. It doesn't have to. Let me put it that way. It doesn't have to. Jesus Christ can help you be a new you. Old things can be cast away and he can bring all things new. Do you want that today? I mean, don't you? You're that child sitting in the chair deciding whether or not to open that packet that's sure to bring destruction. The Bible says that we have a choice before us. We all have a choice. It's choosing death or it's choosing life. He tells you which choice to take. You don't even have to call a friend. You can just <laughs> take the choice he, he recommends, which is choosing life. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. There is one God embodied by three. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They're all persons of one God. 
And Jesus came to earth to be our example, to be the mold that we could be like. And he took on sin and death and he conquered it so that you wouldn't have to open that doggone packet of poison that's sitting in your lap. He's sitting right before you today and he's got his hands out. He's asking, please put that packet in my hands. I'm the only one that can deal with it. I'm the only one who could ever deal with it. Will you surrender your will to God today? Yes, Lord, I will surrender my will to you today. I'm going to do some spring cleaning. I'm going to choose life today. That's what I want. Lord, with everybody listening right now, we want to give our will to you. I recognize that the decisions I've made haven't been the best. And sometimes decisions made against me have not been the best. I've been at the short end of the stick when it comes to certain things in life. And I don't know how to deal with it. But I believe that you do. I believe you have wisdom and, and everything I need. I know now, Lord, that you came to earth to take on sin and death, and you did it because of me, because you wanted to have a relationship with me. So, Lord, I give you that packet of poison, and I'm going to hop off this chair, this chair of comfort, and I'm going to reach out and grab hold of your hand, and then I'm going to follow you. I don't know where you're leading me, but I'm trusting you that's a better place than this a place of certain death thank you Lord for providing a way of escape and Lord even as I'm sitting here realizing that if we've never come to have a relationship with you this is the moment that we've needed thank you Lord for meeting with us but those of us who have a relationship with you and have let it grow stale and we've dabbled with our poison as well forgive us forgive us Lord help us in this new season as we clean the cobwebs of misunderstanding of who you are help us to clean away the lies that this culture has told us about you help us to see you as you truly are as a good father who wants to put your hand on our head and anoint us with the oil of gladness and joy and all the fruit of the spirit we need that and we turn away from our wickedness and we look to you for the path ahead Lord God thank you for being with us today Thank you for never, ever leaving us. And I'm feeling rather empowered right now because we've gotten off that comfortable seat. No longer are we comfortably numb. <laughs> but we've got God's hand in our hand. And of all the partners that have ever been, God, I know I'm in good hands. Thank you for today.
And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I would say that that one probably will go down in the history books. I'm just saying. So you know someone who needs to hear this. I am sure. I'm asking you to share this. Prayerfully share this. Share this with the people that need to hear it that would be open to receive. I do believe that when the Lord speaks, things happen. It's very clear to me that that just happened. So, let's be active with our faith. Let's trust that the Lord spoke and that somebody in your circle needs to hear it. Let's spread this word and be prepared for questions. Get in that word of God. Understand what those questions might be and how you could best minister to those around you. Live in peace. Pray for those who persecute you. And the God of creation just spoke through the veil of heaven to you today. And it's clear. He's got good things for you and for me. It's clear that he has set your foot on the path of life. I'm glad we could meet today. Let's get that spring cleaning started, shall we? And I will see you on the flip.